I visited Italy with um, with Megan. Actually, sorry, no, 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 wait. I'm still in Italy with Megan Dennis, of course, because this episode came out on time. Don't worry yes, about absolutely. that. It, it, as you can see, uh, when you look back at this episode of history, this came out on on the. Uh, 11th of of, uh, of August, definitely not being recorded later. Pipe in, um, pipe in some crowd noise behind you. So I'm currently right now in Italy and uh, oh boy, has it been an experience. Mm. Um, so Megan was really keen to, be, to visit Italy. I've been before, been a, a few times, uh, but Megan has never been to like Rome and Venice and all that sort of stuff. And so she, she was keen to... to Tick it off her list. Um, it's never been a philosophy that I've found particularly compelling when traveling. It's just like ticking things off a list. But, uh, you know, I, I get it. I also, I, I, it's very easy for me to say because I've, you know, this as they say, been there and done that. My opinion on this has evolved over time where it depends yeah. on your attitude about taking something off the list. So I think, okay. I think I agree. I think on one end of the spectrum, which is where I think you used to live and where I mm. used to be as well, is you mm. get in, you go, oh, I don't want to do the touristy stuff. That's stupid. Mm. Um, and it's easy, it's possible to overcorrect in that direction, right? Where if you go to Rome and you don't like go to the Colosseum, for example, mm. Mm. you are kind of being a knobhead, right? <laughs> like you should it, probably. Well, yeah, it depends how like performative you're being, for sure. Depends but, how uh, performative like, you're being and depends how much time you do it and depends how you do it. Like, for example, I yeah, don't tend to like going in, in 35 person tour groups. Brody, please don't no. get mad. I know you used to be a tour no. guide. No, no, Actually, no, no, this is interesting. No. As a as a former tour guide, what's your opinion on here's the whistle stop tour, get on this bus, stop everywhere for 20 minutes, I'll I'll tell you some jokes, give me a tip at the end kind of tourism. Uh, I I usually just do that myself. Like when you know, when we go to uh, when we sorry, when we will go to Rome in a few days, um I imagine Dennis what we'll do is just have a wander around the city, go and see all the landmarks that sort of stuff ourselves. It's going to be interesting but, to hear you talk about your experience in Rome before it happens. That's gonna be <laughs> you know, but I imagine just I'm sort of projecting in my mm. mind what the sort of thing that might take place. You know, we'll go we're not going to go into the Colosseum, but we'll go and like take some pictures out the front, have, you know, maybe learn a few things about it while we're there or before we're there whatever, you know. Um but yeah, I wouldn't imagine we're going to go too hard on that sort of full-on touristy experience. I, I Look, people who like that sort of thing, I'm not knocking it. It's just not for me. I remember back in 2016, I booked a holiday to a little town in the, in the south of Germany called Füssen, which is very close to Castle Neuschwanstein. And the reason that I went there is I was balls deep in Civilization V, which, and, and Neuschwanstein was a wonder in five. It's not in six, which is mm. terrible. Um, and I was like, oh, that's in Germany. Where is it? Oh, that looks cool. That looks like a nice little town. I'm going to go and visit it. And it was the first time I ever went on a holiday to like this. T- and it is a popular tourist attraction, but it is in a tiny, tiny little Bavarian town. And there's all these hikes and like mountains and lakes and forests that you can go and explore. And I was like, this is much better than a crowded city with pickpockets and people trying to sell you stuff and whatever else. And so once I did that, I was it wasn't perform. I, I wasn't doing, I'm better than these other tourists. I just found the kind of traveling that I like doing, which is going to very small alpine towns and walking around in the forest up the yeah, mountain. Your trip to yeah. Fusen doesn't sound that different than our trip to Garmisch-Partenkirchen or your other trips to Garmisch-Partenkirchen or to any yes. number of other. <laughs> yes, or to, you know, Bechtesgaden or Pirna or Oberstdorf and all the other tiny little... Yeah. Anyway, I want to tell you about um, 
the time that, that we've had so far in Italy and just some of my general impressions of, of the country and, uh, and how specifically how it addresses having millions upon millions of tourists pour in every year, right? Mm-hmm. So I visited Italy and I traveled around uh, ten, 10 years ago, almost to the day, just over 10 years ago, like 10 years and one month ago. Um, I did all the normal stuff, went to Florence, Rome, Venice, all that sort of stuff. And I was not impressed, right? Back then, 10 years ago, Venice, disgusting. It was awful. Not only choked with tourists, and I admit, when you are travel, when you are when you're a tourist tra- complaining about tourists, you're you're not a victim of that problem. You are part yeah. of the problem, and I fully acknowledge that, right? But it does impact your enjoyment of the time that you have in places like that. But not only that, Venice was it was it, it smelled awful. There was rubbish yeah. When, when the canals get low, it's supposed to smell terrible, right? Oh my goodness, it was awful right rome was the same bags of garbage everywhere uh it was it it, it just didn't feel like a very safe city didn't like it italy has really cleaned up its act or in some places at least venice now i would recommend it it is it well wow okay just don't go in summer it's not great it's really it's so 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 busy but it doesn't it doesn't make you want to chuck your guts up whenever you walk across a canal anymore because of the smell right there are actually you you can see fish swimming in the canals now is that because they banned cruise ships? They did ban cruise ships from the from like the the, the port, port or the harbor yeah. or whatever near it, which I think has done a number on the water quality. It's it's really improved it, but they've just also just cleaned up their act in a, in a really literal sense. And the city is much nicer than it was, you know, ten years ago, which is good. But I just I don't understand. Maybe it's because I lived in Germany for so long, and that's sort of my that's informed the way that I feel like things should work. And also over here in Australia, it's kind of similar. But it, like the way that I would describe the Italian approach to tourists visiting is that they seem completely surprised by it. <laughs> so I'll give I'll give an example. I, I want to tell you about the day. I want to tell you about the twenty four hour period I had in in Naples. But just to, just to sort of this is the entree here. This is the this is a little appetizer that's gonna that's gonna wet your whistle to understand where I'm coming from. We went to a town called La Spezia, which is near a very famous set of tiny villages on the side of the of the I think it's Tuscan um, coastline um, called Cinque Terre. Right, and Meg and I, we get up nice and early. We go down to the the La Spezia train station, and there is a line. Mm. I'm not joking, of about 250 people, right, waiting for the ticket offices. And there are Dennis, two people on. There are like seven or eight ticket booths, but only two people have been are manning these ticket booths. Right, that 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 tilts me so much. Even in like a supermarket, when you're like, why did you guys yeah. build 14 checkouts? I've literally yeah. never seen you use more than five. What's going exactly. on? Exactly, but it's like this. It's mid-August. This should not surprise... Sorry, it's early August. This should not surprise you that there are hundreds of people waiting for tickets. Like, you should be ready for this, right? So I'm like, all right, we line up. Like, this doesn't... There are, there are 20 automated ticket machines that no one is at. So I, like everyone else in the line, assumed you couldn't buy tickets from the ticket machine. So I lined up. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like, there's no way, right? So I say to Megan, wait wait in the queue. I'm going to go and check these ticket machines. I go to a ticket machine. You can buy the ticket from the, from the machine. You can. It took me 10 seconds. I went and bought mm. the, the tickets, came back to Megan. And then I was like, what do I do? Because I told her, and I tried to tell her in quite a loud voice so other people in the queue would hear because I didn't I, did, I, I didn't want everyone to stand there and waste their time. I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure that, yeah, no, these are the tickets. We got. But no one else was going to give up their place in the queue to do that because you're expecting to be scammed 100% of the time, right? So 
but there was just no there was no sign just a sign that says you can buy tickets at the machine the people that were at the station there was a, like a conductor or whatever like there was a staff member on the platform 10 meters away from the massive queue and if she just been like everyone you can buy tickets down there great but no everyone that does, because, up because that does happen sometimes right like let's imagine there was only one um booth and there was a person in it swamped with these hundred people in the queue yeah. and nobody thinks to go check the ticket machine and then you arrive with 50 people in the queue already and you go okay well look if I, i'm not going to be an asshole if they, you could buy them from the machine there would yes, be people someone else but no yeah. no one else was everyone had just lined up so it, it was yeah but just put a sign it's almost as if they got up and the, the people that you know the trenitalia people they got to the station like oh there's 250 people here what are we going to do we don't have a sign ready we don't have instructions for them to get their tickets oh we'll just i guess they just line up and wait for the tickets and oh okay well we got through the day everyone good job let's go home get some rest wake up the next morning oh there's 250 people in this unprecedented how could we ever like we couldn't possibly foresee this situation right mm. so, that, it, so especially this is, especially for italy right which has been a hub of tourism for millennia for as long for as long as tourism <laughs> has existed right yeah for sure anyway so this is the time this is the sort of this is setting the tone for the, the i want to i want to tell you this 24-hour period where we visited mm-hmm. naples so we got the overnight train from Venice to Naples, and I love traveling by train. And, I, and overnight trains, I'm I'm very into it. Right, it's a very civilized way to travel. And Dennis, you know me, you know I love a bargain. This is paying mm. for transport and accommodation in one go. So mm. I'm into it. Right. So we get to the Venice main train station. We go to board the train. The guy there was not happy to see us. And look, I understand people have got maybe you know maybe he's having a bad day. I don't know what's going on, but he was like he's in a customer facing public role where he's you know having to deal with it's a hospitality job essentially because he is uh halfway between train conductor and like hotel attendant right right i guess that's true yeah (laughs) so doesn't speak in english which is which is fine i'm that that definitely is not a factor here that that's not a mark against him we're visiting visitors in his country we should be speaking his language right but it did make communication a little difficult um, we got through it. He showed us two of the room and then he got the little form with the boxes that you tick for what you want for breakfast, right? Because, you know, uh, Dennis, you know how we roll. We were, of course, in first class. Don't worry about that. Ooh, right? okay. So breakfast is brought to us crack of dawn, right? We, we've got a 6.30 arrival in Rome or whatever. Then we get our transfer to Naples and it, we're going to get breakfast brought to us. So he goes, coffee, right? And I go, no, no, ne- neither Megan or I drink coffee. So no, no coffee, no coffee. He understood that, the hand gestures. He goes, tea. I'm like, no, 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 that's fine. No worries at all. Oh, and my God. Why don't, why, don't, why don't they just give you a tick box form instead of making this poor guy? Too? No, he did. He gave us okay. the tick box form is in front of us. And it had everything in Italian and French and German and English, yeah, right? But he insisted on filling it out for us. Okay. Well, that's on him. Coffee? No. Tea? No. He then, Dennis, drew a, a huge diagonal line across the entire form and took it away from him. Took it away. Took it away with him. You don't want tea or coffee, you get no breakfast at all. We get no breakfast. So we wake up the next morning, right? And he is serving everyone else in the first class the first class first class compartments. He's serving them croissants, they've got, you know, they've got oh. their yogurt and their all that sort of stuff. But because we didn't want tea or coffee, this guy's like, Well, you get nothing then. You get nothing. That's so I, I mean, I know Italians, they take their coffee very seriously, but holy moly, I didn't realise that was such a snub that we got our entire breakfast confiscated. I can't believe anyway. it. I, I, he must just. I mean, you, so you mentioned, you know, he works with he he is halfway between train conductor and, ho- and hotel attendant. It's yeah. a hospitality tourist facing role. Yeah. There must have been times when you were a tour guide when yeah. you were like, "Oh God, I do not want to deal with this." Yeah. Oh yeah. But, but you mask, yeah. right? You 
Yeah. Trudge through yeah. it. Yeah. You but give no, the people he, their croissants. He was just like, no, you don't get coffee, you don't get your croissant. That's how it goes. He walks away, right? Anyway, the the, tra- the train journey was fine. Had a lovely time sleeping in the train. Love that. Like being rocked to sleep. Beautiful. Love it. Get to Naples. Holy moly. This city is awful. It is, it's disgusting. It's like what I was saying about Venice. It stinks, right? There is, there's shit everywhere. And <laughs> literal, like in, in both figurative and, and literal sense. Also human shit. Everywhere, right? Just on the sides of roads. It's it, what? Okay, that, that's a that's yeah. an odd one. It was. I've, I've it been was to Naples. Wild. I do not remember. I do not remember that. But I was very young, so it was. Oh my goodness! Piles of rubbish. It stank to high heaven, right? We walk to the hotel. People obviously hassling us. That happens everywhere. Um, we go in. We check in. It's fine. But like, I don't. They, you know the you know the like the the New York vibe. I'm walking here. That sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. I, I guess a lot of people. There are a lot of Italian. There are a lot of Italian immigrants that moved to New York, right? I think they got that culture from the. the I'm walking here. I'm you know I'm the one walking on the footpath. If you're in my way, that's on you, right? Mm-hmm. I think they took that. That's that's something that was taken from Italian drivers and specifically those in Naples, because the traffic well, lights like- seem to have been an opt-in driving experience for the drivers in Naples. <laughs> An optional. It's like when you go to a museum and they're like, oh, can yeah. you collect these four things around the museum? It's a fun little side quest. That's what traffic yeah. lights are. Yeah. They're like, they say that it's like, it's a challenge, you know, it's a stretch goal to, to obey the traffic lights there. We had people taking right-hand turns from the left-hand lanes. It was wild, right? You know, um, like a zebra crossing in Australia, yeah, at least, when you see, when you see someone stopped at the zebra crossing, wanting to cross it, you have to stop, like you stop your car. Even when they're, they don't, they're still on the footpath. They want to step onto it. You have Correct. to stop your car so they can do that. In Italy, they will just drive past until you start walking onto it. And then they will begrudgingly stop in front of the zebra crossing and then immediately drive off. The, like they're, they're microns away from you as you mm-hmm. have walked past the bit, the lane that they can continue to drive through. Anyway, we're going to come back to the driving in a second because I want to tell you about Dennis, our visit to Pompeii. This is why we went to Naples. So this is the okay. old. Uh, I've been to I've Roman... been to Pompeii. Big fan of Pompeii. We, well, this is the ancient ruins that was uh, that was covered in like soot and ash, um, and pyroclastic flow from Vesuvius back in seventy one, I think. Back in the year seventy one, from memory. Anyway, you're, you're you're the one with a history degree, buddy. <laughs> I don't know. Very excited to visit it. Very excited to visit it. And Dennis, you can imagine, of course, this is the premier tourist attraction for this region. Right. This is why people go to Naples is to go and visit Pompeii. So, uh, yeah, I don't need to tell you the 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 Nepalese, the the Neapolitans, Nepalese. I think is people from Nepal. The Nep- the Neapolitans, is, yeah. <laughs> they are ready to welcome tourists with open arms and very clear instructions as to how to get to the site, which is about half an hour away from the uh, from the city. We check into the hotel. We head out. We go to the train station information desk we go over there hey how do you get the train to uh uh to pompeii we are given directions to go down some escalators and find a ticket thing okay we go down there not can't find anything nothing right okay well there's someone else there we we speak to a second person she did not care for these tourists coming the the woman who was walking around with like the um trenitalia customer service vest thing on she did not care for the tourists who were coming and asking for uh directions as to how to uh to get to this tourist attraction she gave us different directions go back up the things turn around go you get a ticket off there all right so we go back up the escalators we go around we ask a third person and get told a third new thing, right? I can't imagine. Again, this has to be a question that gets asked of people working at the train station. 
every day. How do you get to yeah. Pompeii? Do- do- dozens of times a day, I would expect. No signs, nothing. We, while talking to this person who was equally as unhelpful, we got overheard by another couple, oh, a, a family, right? A family of, uh, of English tourists. And when we'd finished talking to them, the mum came over and was like, hey, this is, we just, we went through this. This is how you get the tickets. Go down here, go to this place, do this, buy the tickets there. And we're like, okay, thank you. So we got told by other tourists, not by the trainer's table staff as to where we can actually go and buy those tickets. Hmm. We go to the ticket, ticket office, huge queue, obviously. I, the person who sold us the ticket See, like it, 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 it was like it was like Megan had insulted her family, right? Two tickets, please, to get to uh, on on the Sorrento train, and she looked at her like she, you know, just spat in her food. It was, I don't know what's going on. Anyway, we get on this train, and I'm I'm not enjoying it. Like I I, I was jazzed to go and see Pompeii. I'd never been there. I thought it was going to be really cool, but at this point, it's like, well, just just have a sign up, right? Downstairs, around the corner, look for this sign. Like just a sign, just a sign. If if you don't, if the if the if staff aren't going to talk to you. Put a sign up. Anyway, we get off at the, the the Pompeii station and we go out and Dennis, you're not going to believe this. There were people there, right, in like official looking uniforms, Pompeii, visitor, like tourist park, whatever, right? Tourist board of Italy, whatever, yeah. Whatever it is. They're in signs that say like Pompeii visiting tourists and they are shepherding people mm. to where you need to go. That's what They're you saying, want. right. If you don't have a ticket, walk down here. Ticket office is there. If you do have a ticket, over here, up the stairs to your left. Tickets, ticket holders, over here. No one, if you don't have your ticket yet, if you haven't booked online, behind, like that. I'm thinking, here we go. All right. Now we've got people who know what's going on. They're directing us. We're going to get this sorted out. So Megan and I, we go up the stairs as we're told, and we end up in this small room that has a bunch of people there who are like are behind desks, right? Almost, it, it looks like the sort of place that you would purchase a ticket. And I'm like, well, this is funny because we've already got a ticket. So what's going on? So we, got, we, follow, oh, hey, we, we followed we... the ticket holder instructions, I thought. Yeah, exactly. Right. And we were in the wrong place. Go up and talk to this guy behind the desk. And he's like, okay, yep. Just, oh, you've got your tickets there. No worries. Okay. So if you want to join a guided tour, it's going to be 32 euros per person. Blah, blah. I'm like, no, no, that, that's fine. We just, we just like to go in. He's like, okay, well, if you just go and wait over here, that's the meeting point for the, t-. I'm like, I don't want, I, I just want to enter the park. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, um, the park is mu- it's very big and it's much better with a tour, a tour guide. I'm like, I'm sure it is, but I'm not interested in spending more money on a tour. It's fine. I just want to go and I'll, it, it. It turns out that the people downstairs had no official affiliation with the park whatsoever. Wow. This was a third party tour guide company, right? Who were attempting to upsell people who had already bought tickets who had already bought tickets by making it seem like this was the official way into the park. Okay, come here, 32 to 32 euros per person, just wait over there and we'll go straight into the park. I couldn't I mean, believe it, man. They've capitalized My blood was boiling. They've capitalized on the problem that you've identified, right? Where there's very poor signage, very poor guidance for tourists. They're like, well we can provide that. You know, they've capitalized, but they haven't solved it. I mean, you tell me that happened if you had gone up there, bought that 30 euro ticket and waited, would, would a friendly Italian tour guide have not come along and guided you through the Pompeii and a lovely bespoke experience? Okay. I guess I guess you just have to book first class. You have to be ready to part with a lot of money to get around Italy in a way that doesn't just dr- drive you around the bend. And even then you also, don't get your coffee and croissant. Yeah. Also, you have to pass some some Dex 50, some DC 15 charisma checks to get your some we, Yeah, charisma checks. Exactly. That was it. So anyway, so we walk out. I'm furious. Like, because this sort of stuff, this nickeling and diamond, this scamming, I, I can't stand it, right? So we go to... Oh, but by the way, as well, I was, I was certain to... Um, be very quick out of the train because it's massive. Obviously, the train is packed. 
So I'm with Megan, like power walking out of the station so we don't end up at the back of the queue yeah. that almost certainly is going to be there to try to get into the... Uh, sure like when you get, like, it's like when you get off a plane and you want to get to the... Yeah, you the, want to get to the passport control passport first. Control. So you're, you're power walking past everyone to try to get there first before the actual queue begins. Because you, you can skip people when you're walking to there, but once you arrive, you're not allowed to walk past anyone. So we get to the official entry for the, the gate to Pompeii. Massive queue. Huge queue, right? And I was like... If we hadn't been scammed to go up that thing, I would have been able to walk here quick mm. and we would have been ahead of everyone on the train, but it's so it is. So we wait there, wait there, wait there, wait there. 10, 15 minutes we're in this queue walking forward, right? And then I see someone come with their, like something on their phone, walk straight up to the, the front of the queue, right? Go to these turnstiles that weren't, you couldn't see from the back of the queue and just go straight in by scanning something. And I'm like, Whoa. no, absolutely not. Do not do this, right? So I once again do the same trick with Megan, leave her in the queue so we don't lose, the, lose our place, go with the the ticket that I had, like the, the PDF which has a that key, I had on my phone. Which is probably a QR code on it. Which is like a barcode or QR code or whatever. And I go up to the thing and sure enough, the queue was just for people who hadn't bought tickets and there was no one there to tell you that. There were no signs to tell you that. Nothing. Uh. <laughs> So oh I was furious. my god! Like I was so, and the thing is, by this point, like Megan, who has a much, much more patient temperament than I do, she's also well, she's, she's from the United right? Kingdom. It's in her blood to queue. Right? Yeah, that's part of their like, culture. Oh, is, exactly right. No, she, so she she's had enough, right? So we go in, we get a map, we go through the, we finally get we, we you know leave the queue to go and scan the QR codes that we had to get to get into the park itself. Now, Pompeii was fine. It was okay. It, like, you know, I'm not going to criticize them for not having, it wasn't a very user-friendly experience. Um, I don't know if the, like the tour guiding companies are lobbying them to make sure that the place is as hard to get around as possible. But then the other side of it is you don't want to fill the place with signs and directions and all that sort of stuff because you want it to feel like a Roman ruined city, right? So it was, it was fine. It was, it was fine to walk around. It was very crowded. Again, I was not a victim of that. It, I was part of that problem. But um, eventually... You know, we we have a feel. We head back, um, head back on the train, and uh, get back to Naples. And um, we're like, let's go and get some dinner. Megan found a place. We're going to go and eat. And we brave the the Naples because uh, we were just staying at the train station. We we brave the inner city, I guess, of Naples to go there. And oh my goodness me, the I've never I poor. I, I can't properly describe to you the attitude that it seems like everyone that lives in this city has main character syndrome, right? <laughs> okay. Because there were people who were like double parked, right? And Hang on, as in just, a car is parked against the curb and then another car yeah. is parked next Behind to it. Them. Yeah. And other people just, and, and then you were just, okay. the other, the, the traffic would just swerve around that car without indicating or anything. It was an, it was a, it was every car that I was parked. This is not exaggerated. Every car that I saw that I walked past that, that was parked had damage that it had been sideswiped. Every single well, one. Of course so, it had. I don't know what insurance premiums are like when you live in Naples, but oh boy, right? Garbage everywhere, right? Uh, at one point, there was, um, uh, you know, there, there are the people that have all their goods laid out on those sheets and then they can yeah. pick them up really quickly. There was a, an entire street that was just filled with all of those vendors. I would have, if, if I wanted to, I'd go somewhere else where the, the market isn't quite as competitive, but there was, the, and that was, I don't know, it was, 
it was uh, whatever. The, the but, best one of the best one of those I've ever seen was when I was in Paris, which is a city that mm-hmm. is also famous for having the same kind of um, issues with you know yeah. tourism and scamming and crowdedness. Um, yeah. And there were these guys. It was uh, it was like a photo. They were literally like behind them, framed behind them was the Eiffel Tower. And they had a cardboard box, and they were literally doing a shell game on it. Right, like they had yes. three cups and a little yeah. ball. And there was a guy come, and you know, you'd come up and you would um, you would wager a fiver that you could get the guess the ball right, and you would win. And mm. they'd go up the stakes, up the stakes, and you'd wager a hundred yeah. pa- euros, yeah. and then you know the guy. Well, this is after watching hand. someone else have just won a hundred euros from it as well. Like well, the guy I, who just went before you is so it's so easy. Exactly, like, the guy who just went before you right. and is um, wearing the same kind of jacket and yeah. hanging out <laughs> and, <laughs> and hanging out with the guy, the guy yeah, behind yeah. the thing. Yeah. And they saw a policeman coming, a, a gendarme yeah. in this case, I suppose. Yeah. And they. It was unbelievable. One guy sweeps all three cups and the ball into his jacket pocket. A, a yeah. guy who appeared out of nowhere, walking mm. past, picks up the cardboard box and folds it up and puts it under his arm so it looks very reasonable. And mm-hmm. in this case, like you mentioned, the, there was plants and the like crowd who were watching. About a third of the crowd all just start power walking in opposite directions. Yeah. Th- three minutes go by and then yep. the, the whole yep. operation is back up and running in the space of 10 seconds. It was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like swatting flies away from a from a like a a, 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 a birthday cake or something when you having. They, a but they should hire these guys to do the logistics for the tour stuff. That they would be all about it. Are That's you so efficient. <laughs> They're so efficient, dude. Um, so um, we had a, a range of wonderful experiences walking through the uh, the back streets of Naples, right? So we go to this place that we Megan wanted to eat. She was taking us to these like TikTok restaurants, and there was just there was a queue for. I I, I don't want to get into. Because you and I have had this discussion before. I don't want to get into like pizza chat, but no pizza is good enough to queue up for, for 30 minutes. There's no pizza in the world that is good enough for that, right? I'm not going to talk about we don't. We, I don't need pizza hot takes from either of us because that's another okay. conversation. But like there's no pizza in the world that is good enough to wait that long for. So I'm like, no, no, we're not going here. We'll go somewhere else. So we walk, we're walking around through these streets. At one point, right? There was a T intersection and this guy in his little car pulled up. And and normally with a T intersection, like again, traffic lights optional. You just look and if you can go, if you can make it, you go. And if the other cars don't, like there's almost this language of the road that everyone seems to be speaking. We didn't see any accidents, but there should have been. People just like went into corners and assumed that other people would stop or would be able to navigate around them or something. Anyway. Yeah, it's a delicate ballet of, of, of local driving. But could you imagine if you went there and rented a car? Oh no! Absolutely, we were thinking about it before. I was like, "No, let's just get the train." If I had taken a car into, into like, I would have been, I would have taken back like a steering wheel. There would have been nothing left of it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, here you go. <laughs> Here's all I could salvage from the ruin. Anyway, coming up to this T intersection, this guy stops, and I'm like, oh, "Here we go!" Right? I was like, I pointed out to Megan. I was like, "Look, this guy's actually stopped at the intersection, right? We got the, we got Napoli's only safe driver." No, we didn't have Napoli's only safe driver. Because the reason he stopped, I'm not making this up, dude. I, I promise you. Like, it sounds ridiculous. This is what happened. He stopped, turned off the engine, pulled up the handbrake, got out of the car, and walked into a convenience store. And I was like, I've got to watch. He was parking I, in the intersection. <laughs> he parked. In, and I've got Because like, people are going to be furious, right? People are going to like, they're going to tip his car and set fire to it. Nope. People just drove around it. This car was parked in the <laughs> middle of a T intersection and people just drove around it like it was a roundabout. He got, and I, I said to him, sorry, we have to stop because I have to see what happens here. This guy went in there, came back with his like, you know, bottle of Coke or whatever, got back in his car like he just parked in a parking bay and then drove off. 
Like nothing, like that was just a normal thing to do. Anyway, we keep walking. I, we I mean, walk. honestly, I kind, I kind of like this chaotic libertarian approach I, to driving. I, I could, I couldn't deal with it, man. We we find this little place, right? I'm like, I, one thing I enjoyed because it's a little, it's a, it's one of those old, it's not medieval, but you know what I mean. It has that sort of that street plan where the the, mm-hmm. the, the streets all intertwine with each other, and some of them are tiny, and you, you only walk down them. So we found this with this one where there were lots of mopeds going back and forth, but cars couldn't fit down it. So we're like, all right, we're not going to get run over here unless by a moped. And there are mopeds zipping up and down, three people on them sometimes, whatever. But at one point, Love there that. was a 14-year-old or a very, very young-looking... I mean, this guy was not legal to drive. 14-year-old kid driving on a moped, right? Cool as anything. No helmet, nothing, right? At one point, pulls over, puts a cigarette in his mouth and... And lights it. Europe's very forward thinking with so many things. Definitely not with the tobacco laws. This kid lights us up a cigarette, right? I'm like, I point this kid out to me. Then he pulls something else out of his pocket and lights that as well. And it gives off this enormous amount of smoke. I'm like, is he vaping? Is he have a a manually lit vape as well? Anyway, then he tosses it aside. I'm like, okay, whatever. He's just, I don't know what that was, right? Megan and I keep walking past. And then the firecracker that he'd lit went off. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Megan just about shits her pants, right? That's maybe what that's why there's this shit all over the streets because that's what these kids are doing, right? Star- scaring people shitless. Megan craps her dax. He laughs his head off and then zips off on the uh, on the moped. And it like was well, this kid was, by himself? By just by himself, just by himself, so, going around smoking darts and setting off fireworks to scare tourists. So if you're, if you, you know, Riley, if you and I were 14 year old boys back in the day, I would not yep. be surprised if we stood around hucking firecrackers in a circle and just watching them blast, pop. Blast and darries, yeah. Seems yeah. reasonable. But if you're That's- by yourself and the nonchalantness afforded <laughs> by the addition of the cigarette <laughs> exactly. makes it feel like he's had a long day, comes in, he just wants to blow some steam, some have steam. a cigarette. Yeah. Oh, and dude. Pour, fill, fill some poor Scottish girl's pants by throwing some well, firecrackers at her. So Megan, Megan is Megan's a pretty stressed, stressed out lady. Most like she's got she's she's an anxious she's she's a prey animal, right? Like she's she's constantly alert. So she decides to she needs to unwind. She needs to relax a little bit. So we walk past this place that's and you can just drink in public in most places in Europe, and that's fine. I think it's a perfectly fine way to do your business i don't know in, you know in australia or in the uk i imagine in ireland the us you can't drink in public right no absolutely not no yeah well in in, in actually there's Germany one place in, in ireland where you can yeah. um which is in trinity college because it has its own like charter from a year with three digits in it or whatever right um, okay well where technically you can, you're allowed to there you can more or less anywhere on the continent right so megan goes in and buys a takeaway limoncello spritz right Mm-hmm. And who boy, they were heavy on the limoncello and they were heavy on the spritz. There was not a lot of soda water in there. It was a lot. It was very. And <laughs> Megan's a bit of a lightweight, so she has one of these, and she is three sheets to the wind. And all of a sudden, her panic and fear and worry about like teen, like adolescent firecrack is smoking firecracking setting off kids. She's now having a great time. She's having a whale of a time, right? So, so does Megan need to develop just a mild alcohol habit? <laughs> is that the way yeah, to get through? Just the day? to chill her out a little bit. But she was. She, it went from being very scary and like un, like and stressful to being an adventure for her. I think once mm. she once she got on the uh, got on the limoncellos. Anyway, we're walking down one of these streets at um as I was saying like the smaller narrower streets, mopeds whipping by. We found that we found this place, and this is what I love about traveling. We found this place that was selling um a pizza fritter, which is just essentially a fried pizza, right? So that's what those two words mean. Scottish cuisine, right? So are you cooking a pizza and then you take a slice of it and then you deep fry that pizza? 
I, I would actually it was more like a it was more like a calzone. It was like a pizza that had been folded over and then fried, right? As I say, because you can't just put sauce and cheese unguarded no, into a fryer. So it, it was right, more yeah. like a fr- it was more like a fried calzone. It was absolutely delicious. It blew the top of Megan's head off because she bit into it like it was you know it, it was it was full of extremely scalding hot air. So she burned her she burned herself a little bit there. But you know how I said that the small back streets weren't wide enough for cars. Do you think that stopped the na- the, the 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 residents of Naples? We had to flatten ourselves against the wall of this place, this takeaway place, several times as people drove down at speed in cars. Down- it's, like when you, it's like when you see those clips of like the, the trains in India that like go yeah. right up against the houses and stuff. Yes. Yeah. It was like that. It was it, like this. It, it was wild. It was absolutely wild. Right. And these, these streets, like there's garbage everywhere everywhere like these are not not to mention the tourists and people go like, apparently the, the the mafia controls the garbage collection in the city and if the if the local government doesn't give them their way they just won't collect the garbage and so it's an, it's an interesting squeeze to put on a town that's a, that's a fascinating uh, business model so yeah. i don't know what what was going on with the local government at the moment but the mafia weren't doing their job in picking that in picking up the garbage there anyway we get we have these these fried pizzas megan decides she's going to get on the um on the on the Aperol spritzes as we're walking home. She's having a great time. Stops to order a hot dog from a vendor that was on the way home because the, the fried pizza wasn't enough. This guy serves it to her with his bare hands, which normally Megan's like, you know, she's, 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 she was sanitizing her hands before COVID came along, right? She's very yeah. conscious of like hygiene, that sort of stuff. This guy picks up a hot dog and hands it to her with, with his bare hands, right? And she's just like, yeah, get it in me. Like, just gulps the glizzy down as only a person who has had three and a half Aperol spritz can, you know. Riley, um, are you familiar with it? There's a Michelin Web sketch called The Inebriati. Are you familiar with this? No, no, no. So it's a sketch where, you know, obviously the Illuminati is like this conspiracy yeah, theory that there's yeah, a secret yeah. cabal of elites who control the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the Inebriati are, is, a, is a sketch about that concept where there's a collection of these people and all they do to like elevate themselves above average human beings and ha- have the wherewithal and the smarts to pull the strings behind the scenes mm. is every day they drink slightly less than two pints of beer. Okay. So enough to have that relaxed, hyper-efficient yeah. flow yeah. state feeling you're yeah, talking about, yeah, yeah. but yeah. never get drunk. And that level of buzzed is what gives them the edge over the rest of humanity to rise yeah. above as the elites that control us all. Oh, look, it makes um, sense because Megan... That might be what Megan you. needs, dude. I think <laughs> I think that's where she was. Anyway, then we went to the hotel. We went up to the, uh, the rooftop and it was, you know, I, I've never really done this as a pastime before. We went up to the rooftop while Megan was finishing off her drink and her glizzy and watched the traffic. Mm, that was like how we rounded out our evening in Naples. We went and watched the traffic because we were sure that eventually there would be a crash. Like, like, like going to see the NASCAR, right? You're not there to watch the turns and the speed. You're there to watch the bangs and the bumps, right? Exactly, right? And we saw some near misses. We saw people whizzing and bumping and, uh, and, and bumping up on the curb and honking the horns, nearly hit some, nearly hit some pedestrians as well. But I have to say... They they live very close to the edge, but they stay on it. They don't they don't tumble off the side of the cliff. The 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 Neapolitan drivers, holy! It must moly. be 
it must just be a survivorship thing, right? Where if you get there and you don't know how it works, know how to do the new misses, have rally car driver reflexes, right? You don't yeah. last a week. And no, that's the absolutely. way it is, right? Yeah. Yep. And I guess, you know, the people who are coming up in Naples, they get they go and get the, the, the Neapolitan driving lessons. They get taught how to drive on two wheels down those narrow alleyways. It's just as par for the course. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. You do all you do all your tits. You, you do it. your three point turn. You do your you do your starting on a hill. You do your parking at an intersection. You know all the classic yeah. maneuvers that encompass yeah, yeah. Neapolitan. You do your weaving through the uh, pedestrians as you drive along the footpath. Now that I think about it, I was coming I was coming at Naples hard for being a dangerous city. Maybe it's actually the opposite. Maybe Naples has the safest drivers on earth because we actually now that I think about it, we didn't see a single collision and we should have. Nikki was talking about this the other day. She was driving somewhere and it was there was a power outage, but um, not like, you know, in a building, in like a section of the city. Mm. So this, the um, traffic lights weren't working, um, which is, as you can imagine, disastrous. And you just have to revert to what I have to imagine Italian driving is. Oh, where the, you, Neapolitan drivers were born for this situation. For this yeah, situation. you While get a four-point intersection. Forward, like, yeah. yeah, you're edging forward like inch by inch, looking out to see if anyone's going to call your bluff. But they're like, nah, I know what to do here. I've been training for this my whole life. So I, yeah. when I was younger, I did, I, I have been to Italy, but it's a long time. I think I was nine or 10 or 11, something like that. And we went and we stayed in Sorrento. And then my dad and I went up to Rome. And my mom didn't go with us because of her um, famously um, frequent bladder. She was like, I'm not getting on that three-hour bus ride. Absolutely not. Get out of town. No way. (laughs) You guys have fun. And I remember it being crowded and hot. And I remember paying seven euros for a bottle of water, which I'm sure is 11 euros now outside the Mm -hmm. Coliseum and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, where they just got the market absolutely cornered. It's 41 degrees. What are you going to do? Die? by the water like it is what it is um i i I think i want to go back nikki and i were supposed to go to venice over the pandemic which apparently i've heard since was the best possible time to go right when things were opening up because it was still it absolutely would have been yes yeah yeah Yeah. and that that was when it's such a hard place to enjoy just because everywhere you're just being bumped by people you like you're being jostled and you can't take nice photos because there are always ten thousand tourists in every one of them again not a victim of the problem you're part of it but still like it's just it's a hard place to enjoy so what I've done, so we talked a little bit at the, at the start where we were talking about, you know, whether you do the touristy things or whether you try and do your own things. And what Megan is doing with the TikTok, you know, famous restaurants and stuff like that is kind mm. of the newer version of this. Yeah. So what I would always do when I went to a city, especially when you and I, we used to work at Magic the Gathering events, rally, we would have, you know, often you'd go there for the two, the two, three days of the event. And then you'd have a day or two either side, maybe where you'd be like, all right, I'm going to go explore. Yeah. Copenhagen or whatever. Yep. Or Barcelona or something. Uh, I, we would always look up Atlas Obscura. Which is just like a self, uh, a community collated, um, pieces of interest place, right? Mm. Um, and it often will have the big touristy things, but it'll also have like totally random stuff. Like, for example, in Dublin, uh, I would actually, dear listener, I would implore you, go to Alice Obscura and look up the city you live in, because I bet there's random cool stuff you didn't know about. Um, it's very, very good. I would highly recommend that. And that is what I would do. And, but I, I mean, at the same time, I would hit like, you know, I'm not going to go to Paris and not go to the Eiffel Tower, but I agree with you. I don't think I'm going to buy the tickets to go up it. You know yeah, what I mean? No. no. <sighs> I was disappointed by Rome, though, I think when I went, I remember being disappointed by the Circus Maximus, which is just a dirt track, you know, <laughs> there's yeah, nothing they, at all well, left. <laughs> see, when I visited 10 years ago, um, the, the Italians did not come off as particularly, um, Admiral stewards of their history, right? Mm-hmm. 
like there's rubbish everywhere as i say these ancient like the forum and the coliseum and the circus maximus they yeah they're all a bit shabby like they were cut like the the circus the 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 coliseum was just around about 10 years ago um and dennis when i picture rome in my mind's eye now 10 years later as i head to it i think tomorrow Tomorrow, the next day? I can't remember. Mm. Anyway, when I imagine what it might be like these days, it's actually, it's really nice. They've shut off all, or so here, they've shut off all traffic from the um, ancient Roman areas, like the Forum, that sort of stuff. There's not cars whizzing along that anymore. It's so much better than it used to be. So I I would give Rome another crack for sure. Um, I was... I was thinking. I was thinking when, when in the opening stages of, of the trip, like when I was in Venice, when I was in La Spezia and stuff, I was thinking like, oh man, I'm going to come in really hot on when I do the podcast and this. I'm going to be like, I've got Dennis. Here's, here's my top travel tip for anyone wanting to go to Italy. Right here, it, and it starts with the flight. What do you want to do? You want to go Google flights, right? You type in the place that you're going to be flying from. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, your city, your local airport. So for you, Dennis, it'd be Dublin. And then you think about where you want to fly in Italy. Is it going to be somewhere like Milan? Is it going to be Florence? Is it going to be Rome? Think about where you want to spend your time. And then type in any other city in any other part of the world. Just do not go. Um, <laughs> which I thought was a pretty good opener there. But I don't, want to, I don't want to come down in Italy that hard. It wasn't that bad. But um, my one piece of advice is definitely do not go and peak, t- peak tourist season. Just go when it's colder. I want to get your take, Riley, on... The guy, um, Ivan Dimitrov, who was in trouble a couple of weeks ago for, oh, for the co- carving his before, name into the Colosseum. Before we do, is this going to be the first episode where you just don't have a bit? I think so. You went real hard on the holiday. I'm sorry, snaps. man. I, I just think... ate your whole. You can have like two minutes at the end to get across something real quick. Um, no, no, no. We're good. I think. Yeah, I think. Have a listen. To, it's a. It, it is the holiday photos. You know, when someone comes back from a holiday, and they're like, "Oh, look at our photos from Naples." And no, I'm going, okay. that's what's it's you boring. I was hot. Throwing I was firecrackers and oh my god, <laughs> Megan. Megan had a hot dog, and you know oh, what's funny is she. On. She doesn't usually like hot dogs, but no, the thing is, the thing is, they have these things there, right? It's like a lemon kello. It's really I was, nice. I was trying to bring the hate of this holiday story dude. Um, so yeah the guy so there was a, there was this british guy who was put away or who's in, in a lot of trouble for carving his name to the side of the coliseum his his defense i can imagine he must have hired the most expensive lawyers to come up with this legal defense um because it's 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 he'll, he'll walk he'll walk scot-free because of the excuse that he came up with his excuse was i didn't know it was old and famous um, which is quite a line to take with one of the oldest and most famousest things uh, on the planet. Um, no, Bagram, Bagram. It's it, it is it, we all have a responsibility as custodians of the of the history of our civilization. Um, it doesn't matter what part of the world you're in. If there are ancient, uh, irreplaceable things like, and it doesn't matter if they're human made or natural, right? You, we got it. We got it. We, we're stewards of history for the future, and we got to take care of this mm-hmm. stuff. When I was, he's, at, yeah, he's looking at he's looking at fifteen thousand euros and two to five years in prison. And 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 I I don't see too much of an issue with stiff because uh, people won't take it seriously otherwise. There's got to be a stiff yeah. deterrent for stuff like this. Going going to prison for carving your name into something seems a little um, draconian. It, 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 yeah, it seems a bit much. But the 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 problem. Whatever the happened problem to free is, speech, Roddy? Whatever happened to free speech or free free carve in free this case? Carving. <laughs> the the, pro, the the problem with fines, right? The problem with monetary. Mm. Um, with punitive like financial financially punitive penalties for anything like this is that all you're saying is that this is only illegal if you're poor yeah if you're a millionaire and you can pay ten thousand euros to have your name carved into the coliseum you'll be like okay let's go that's fine i'll put my name in the coliseum it's going to be there forever because no one's going to go and rub it out that's more vandalism right Mm. so 
look, when I was at when I when I will visit the Coliseum, there is a they, they they make this like regular announcement, right? It reminded me of the you know the loudspeakers in the game Dishonored. It was a real mm-hmm. dystopian. Every like ten to fifteen minutes, there would be the, there there will I'm losing track of my tenses. Um, they announce over the loudspeaker, um, ten thousand euro fine, up to five years in prison for anyone caught defacing the monument. Right, so it's. I'm, I'm, sure they, I'm sure they upped the frequency of those since this happened in July as no, well. That's what I'm saying. That's why it's there because I looked it up. I was like, oh yeah, of course. There's this guy who did it. Um, he's not the only one. There's been like three others since him, or around the same, like around the same time. So I don't know if it's a thing that is, you know, it's, it's the new, it's the Colosseum challenge on TikTok now. You know, um, but yeah, don't do it. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do it. Hot take, hot take, don't do that. No, I agree. I agree with you. I think it's yeah. I think it's awful. I understand, you know, being young, wanting to carve you and your girlfriend's name with Coliseum to impress her. I get it. There but are so many other ways to impress your girlfriend, man. Go and or you know, go and buy her a a, a, a hot dog that an Italian man has thoroughly you could, handled. You know, she loves Let me that. tell you, you could buy a pretty nice diamond ring for fifteen thousand euros in two to five years in prison, I bet. <laughs> I think I think that's probably a better way. Oh man! Anyway, so before we wrap up the show, um, do you want to spend two minutes talking about something? That feels worse than not talking about anything. I'm not going to lie. That no, no, feels come on, that- you got because I've got to put something else for the half of the like for the other half of the title. No, because it'll be Italian, uh, yeah, Italy yeah, so stories like, and blanks. What, what, Just put Italy stories and Dennis patiently listens. <laughs> what did you? What did you? What did you have for dinner last night? <laughs> what did I for dinner? Oh, we had a spice bag early. I sp- oh, I had a spice bag. Love a spice bag. But we Dennis, I can sort of, I can, I can almost picture in my mind, I can sort of sense through the ethereal plane, a message that's being broadcast to me that next week we will be having chat about spice bags, probably because I'm going to visit you in Ireland. So yeah, maybe, very good. Maybe we'll park yeah, that one for next week. We'll park that one for next. I just, I don't know. It feels like we're going to, um, I feel bad. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry that I ate up the whole podcast. That's okay. You ate left no crumbs, much like Megan golfing down a glizzy watching the um, the delicate ballet yeah. that is um, Italian traffic whizzing past as, 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 the, as the sun descends above. Left no crumbs, much, much like me absolutely scarfing that spice box that I had when I visited. Uh, sorry, that I will have when I visit you in the... Yeah, this is going to be very confusing to people listening to this in months. I would months, just give up on the tenses. I know you said you wanted to make it seem like the episode isn't late, but someone coming back to listen to this episode in six months' time is not going to go, um, actually, I think Riley said he was going to there be visiting some, Dennis. There are some continuity errors in this podcast. Anyway. Yeah, um, I think you're good. I'm sorry I ate this entire episode, but... um. Yeah, um, I'm sorry that I spent the entire time doing the equivalent of showing you my holiday photos. I hope I hope this story was interesting enough. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Have a Listen to This. We do hope you've enjoyed the episode, and hey, if you haven't, doesn't matter. The the download numbers show up all the same, so whatever suckers but if you did enjoy this show please tell your friends about it and uh, look tell people that aren't your friends tell acquaintances and even your enemies again the downloads show up all the same uh and if you want to support the show if you really like the show this much you can uh, support us on patreon patreon.com slash have a listen to this you get access to uh behind the scenes stuff early early access to episodes all sorts of things uh we are definitely in this for the money not for the love of the game or anything like that so head over to patreon and uh, help us get them rookie numbers up 